Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rebel Pastor. My name is Joseph Allen, and I'm here with Andrew Allen. Oof, I'm excited again. I gotta stop having this be how I do the intro. I'm just yeah. Every time I think you're excited, which is better than you starting off saying, "Well, That's, I'm really bored this I'm, week. I'm, I'm not sick of this. Yeah. I'm done. This whole Rebel thing is too hard for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah, so I'm just going to throw this out here. Moving forward, just assume I'm excited. Yeah. Assume I'm I happy. Like I just th- I think I'm going to kind of stop saying that unless I get really pumped up. Okay. Okay. Oh, that have, like, helps. Yeah. yeah. Some special thing that I'm like, this is this is going to be is... an episode. That's Which gonna be a- we do have. I mean, this is just a little teaser. We're not going to tell people what it is, but we have a very exciting announcement coming up soon. Ooh. There, I'm going to so save that, my... Save exci- it for that. Yeah. I'm okay. going to save my next excitement. <laughs> Is going to be for that. Okay. Until then, you're just just going to get normal Joe. All right. Normal Joe. So you got excited Joe for four episodes. Now we're just average Joe, as they say. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of that, this is episode five. Mm -hmm. Last week, uh, we weren't in our normal setup. That's true. We're also changing our normal setup. We are. Which I talked about last time. Mm -hmm. But we're back. We're back. Um, And we kind of hit on, or not kind of, we did hit on, is your pastor a prick? Yes. Uh, I feel like as we were preparing for that episode, uh, you were talking about, oh, I had this whole list of things that we can mm-hmm. hit. And then like we, our, uh, only we do. Yeah. We got like three. Yeah, I, I think. think we did. Maybe and that was three. to rush to get the last two. Yeah, that's true. We so, got very distracted <laughs> by <laughs> by the subject. We need just uh, like a third member of the team or something uh-huh. like that to just have a bell. Okay. Uh, they can ring to That's be true. like, time to get back Get back to what you're trying to do. We'll take uh, applications for yeah. anybody that would like that job. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should do a part two, though. I think that would be wise. And I know we talked in that episode that we want to come back to this a whole mm-hmm. bunch. But as we were setting up for this episode, mm-hmm. you, I thought, had a great idea. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. So I was like, we should do that. And that will be perfect. Yeah, unfortunately, there's so much material when you're talking about <laughs> pastors being pricks that mm. we could really make this into what the whole series is really. We could so probably rename the, uh, yeah. rename the podcast. It could be what it's all about. Um, but I just felt like since we're keeping episodes to under an hour, that we just didn't have time to like fully dive into the subject, at least enough. Yeah. And we'll definitely let this be... My hope is that you you all will send in some examples, mm. either from your own life that you've experienced where pastors are just being total pricks, or something that's kind of stereotypical for pastors being that way. And again, I, unfortunately, I'm ashamed that we're never going to run out of material. Yeah, there yeah. is more than enough out there. I'm really curious, as people start to send stuff in, mm-hmm. I think... Maybe even as we're talking today, I'm going to put you a little bit on the spot. Oh, okay. Because you kind of hit this a little bit last time. Mm-hmm. You should think of, man, what are some moments that I I might have been? Oh, I might have been that prick pastor. Of course. <laughs> you would ask because, that. Because, I mean, you can you can be like a genuine, genuine prick in your core. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes you can just have those moments. Yes. Which is what we, a disclaimer mm-hmm. we kind of started with last week, is that it doesn't matter... We can all be pricks. I mean, Mm -hmm. let's just be honest. It doesn't matter who you are. If you're the nicest person in the world, which you and I don't even qualify closely for that. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) A little rude. We're just being real. 
But even the nicest person in the world has their moments of yeah. being a jerk. And so we're, we're not, obviously, we don't want to call out people every time they're a jerk or their rare moments that maybe they are. But, and again, pastors at times are going to have a bad day and there's a good chance they're going to be a prick to somebody sometime, mm. if not multiple times in their <laughs> lifetime of pastoring. What we're trying to like really signal out, single out are those people that seem like that is their MO. It's who mm. they are all the time. They're yeah. just constantly pricks. <laughs> Maybe it's because the celebrity aspect of being a pastor has gone to their head, and so um, they're playing that they just can't help it. Or maybe really because they're just truly a prick and they should never have been pastor, anyways. Yeah. But Oof. but um, those are the people that we're talking mm. about. But I, yeah, I think you made a really <laughs> good point last week, and it's was if you can't talk to your pastor or even like confront them, mm-hmm. that's a problem. Yeah. And that's not a good sign. It isn't. And unfortunately, part of the reason why we're doing this and even doing it a second time, and yes, we want to kind of have fun and laugh about it, but the sad reality is that is truly, um, I think, the majority of cases out there, Mm. Um, especially in bigger churches, um, mega churches, the pastor oftentimes is not somebody that you can talk to in a real way, not somebody that will really listen. And the sad reality that I keep coming across time and time again in my own life, I suppose, um, less so since I've kind of moved away from traditional church, but the stories I hear over and over again is that there is no place in the church today to really question, challenge, be real with leadership. And so that's why we need to do this. Yeah. Well, and then I was even thinking that I can't, I'm going to be really sorry if this is the exact same story that you told last week or someone else told me this throughout the week, (laughs) but that there's a lot of churches out there, especially those bigger churches. Mm -hmm. I'm sure this is huge in the mega church, but even just like, you know, mildly successful churches Mm -hmm. even sometimes that the average person in the church won't get even the closest opportunity to have like a five ten second conversation with the pastor yeah like it's like he preaches and then how can you in a mega church yeah Yeah. and some some guys now are totally okay just being like yeah that's just the way it is i'm never gonna know you know the people in my church that's crazy yeah and, and and on that level Honestly, you get what you ask for in a church like that. So if you're going to a church like that, you probably shouldn't expect that the pastor is really going to care. If he doesn't even know your name, Mm. why would he care about anything that you have to say? Yeah. You know, and so I think some of what we're talking about even then is us re-looking at how we're really doing church, how we're really doing community. Is our pastor somebody that we're walking out life with so that we actually know and they know us or is it just really this person that we want to entertain us for a little while on a Sunday yeah and if that's what you if that's what you want then you just that's I guess that's fine you just can't expect that when the time comes that you're gonna bring up an issue with this person that they're gonna care about your opinion yeah <laughs> I have a potential quick sidetrack okay already, already uh, let's do it 
So I want to I want to know and ask your opinion okay. on the double service Sunday. Oh well, we are going off. Yeah. Off. Okay. Well, the, I was just thinking multi service Sunday. Yeah, like yeah. having a morning thing and then like yeah. pre- do worship, preach. People leave and a new set of people coming. Yeah. And I guess the only reason I was thinking about that is because obviously huge churches. Yeah. I assume most of them do something kind of similar to that. Mm-hmm. But do you th- like? Is that have you ever? You personally is that something you've ever done? Do you see? Because I was just thinking, well, maybe. I don't think it's ever used like this. Yeah. But they can use it in the benefit of, well, if that's a smaller group each time, yeah. then maybe you can interact with people. I don't think that's what happens. Uh, not in my experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Usually, usually like one of the meetings is kind of just very professional, like business type, because you, you have to be done in time to start the next meeting. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah, it's not usually something that's letting you actually build more relationship with somebody. And I think by this time, like, we just won't hide it. I'm not a big fan of big churches. What? I know. You're, you're shocked. I'm sure everybody listening is shocked. I I just don't think, yeah, we'll just say it. I just don't think they're a true gospel expression of what a community should look like. Does that mean they're all bad? No. Does that mean you like how I said no yeah. there very convincingly? This is one of those again, like last week, would have been great to have a camera on you. <laughs> As I roll my eyes yeah. and say no. Uh there's some things that big churches can do that little churches can't. So I think in terms of putting money behind something, maybe have an effect in the community. Although I would say in terms of effect in the community, small churches can be just as powerful you know, just maybe in a different way. And obviously then the production of those big church, the bit, if you want the worship concert, this is another tangent for another day. But like, if you want that big, I don't think there's anything wrong with that kind of worship. Let's just admit what it is, that it's a concert and then we can have worship concerts and everybody can do their thing. And we're not pretending like it's this community thing that happens on a Sunday. Mm. So anyways, yeah, that's, I I don't, (laughs) I don't. There's really so many things that I think are lie. flawed with <laughs> mega churches um, in the get go, and and that's one of the big ones is that there is not real relationship. There just can't be. It's impossible. Uh, even a pastor with like a photographic memory, there. Even if you could recall the names of everybody in your church, it's impossible to have real relationship. There's no with way a thousand people. You just can't do it. Yeah, you can't do it. So if I, I as a pastor don't even know your name and I can't, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know the pain that you're experiencing. How can I actually engage with you in real life? Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what question led me to that. Uh, Double services. (laughs) Double services. Yes. Yeah. I was getting ready for that to take it somewhere else. I was going to have a few different other questions. I feel like where you took it was pretty great as well. Well, I like that. Okay. Never know where our rabbit trails are going to go. (laughs) My God. (laughs) So true. (laughs) I get nervous almost every single time. Me too. Me too. But I guess before we fully uh, circle back around, have have you ever done a double service? I know you've been a part of them, but have you done one? I've I've preached for a double service mm-hmm. like but I've never we've never done it the church that I 
pastor, we've never done double services. Yeah. So it's more like if I've gone someplace to speak, mm-hmm. a couple times I've spoken at churches that have multiple services. Yeah. And so that's where I've done something like that. So when you do a double service, mm-hmm. is it a, like, does it feel fakey? Like, does it feel weird preaching then immediately turning around and doing the exact, like preaching the exact same thing? Or do you kind of, does it give you a chance to kind of remember or? Yeah, I think it's helpful. There, there's things about it. So one of the things I think that, that is unique to pastoring is that you, you're preparing weekly or maybe more than that for some people that are really put together, you know, to preach something one time, um, that hopefully you feel like is important or critical, but usually unless, you know, maybe you're, you've rotated, it's been years and then you preach it again, but normally you're not preaching the same message more than once. Yeah. And so that's really hard for anybody that wants to be a really good public speaker is it, it definitely helps if you can hone your craft. So you're kind of working on the same speech. You're kind of working on the same presentation. Yeah. Um, so I, there's times that I was like, man, I wish I could do that. I wish I could have that kind of thing to keep doing that. And the double service maybe allows you to do that on the fly real quick. Mm-hmm. Just be like, oh, I'm not going to hit that. And the next one, I'm going to hit something else. Um, so that's nice. But it, it does, to me, it does feel weird. And also, I think, again, in my experiences, so much of the crowd is the same. So like growing up when we would do double services Mm -hmm. is you'd have all the people that would like be serving and helping out there and they'd be there for one of the services, but they all be there again for another service because either they were helping out for the first one. So then at the second one, they're there just to listen or really it's kind of about padding numbers. So it's like you've got so much so often it's not truly a completely this new group, group of people oh i didn't even think of it yeah like that. so then that makes it i think super weird because if you're looking out and you're seeing some of the same faces you're like they've all heard they're this all just like yeah, yeah yeah i know it's coming this yeah. is gonna be good <laughs> yeah so i personally don't like it okay hmm. yeah that's why i never even thought of that I yeah guess that makes sense though because yeah Either if you have a leadership team that's forced to be there or people that yeah. have to Forced out. Like Joe says that. Yeah. You just never know. Like yes. Huh. Okay. And I think, again, it's a, it's a special kind of person that thinks what they're saying is so important that it needs to be said three, four, five, six, seven times on a Sunday. Like, mm. couldn't you just start a bunch of new churches and then somebody else could say things to that group. It doesn't yeah. have to be you. It's gotta be me. It's gotta be gotta that be one me. person. Cause they're coming up with stuff. That's so crazy new that nobody else would be able to do that. I'm glad we changed your mind. It didn't yeah. take very long. Now, yep. now I love big churches. <laughs> <laughs> You've convinced me, Joe. I would say that's, that kind of sounds like a prick move though. Yes. In a potential double church and making people have to stay. It is. Thank you, Joe. Yes, it is. <laughs> Turning it all the way back around. It, I found you it. are totally right. We'll just call it what it is. The double service, triple The more services, the bigger the prick, the pastor. <laughs> I think we're on to something. If you think you're that important that people need to hear your words, that you know, and there's not other pastors that couldn't do a good job. They need mm-hmm. to, they're not going to actually get real pastoring from you. They're just going to get your words on a Sunday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've made a good call there, Joe. That is a very prick move. 
I'm also, sorry for all of you that already, you're like, oh, damn. Yeah, that. my church has like five <laughs> services. Okay, but already in one, that's a lot. Like, I already kind of feel bad for you at that point. It five will... services in one day? Yeah, oh, dude. That's a lot. Yeah, the, a lot of the mega churches, <sighs> they're cranking out that many. That's crazy. I, that's <laughs> too much. bananas. <laughs> also, now, um, like, we all have this cool thing called technology. Mm-hmm. So if you did really think, man, I did a banger today. I, yeah. You can just tell people, hey, you should go listen to this. That's true. I guess that brings up another thing that, Ooh, that we'll call out for like, I think is we're, we're maybe taking a less serious take on the mm-hmm. pastor prick thing. We can get there. But yeah, well, maybe, maybe not. Um, pa- <laughs> pastors that... Um, live cast to multiple campuses, right? So I love that you don't know some of this stuff, even though you've gone to church your whole <laughs> life. So I made a really dumb another face. thing that mega churches do is you've got your celebrity pastor who, again, mm-hmm. is saying words that have never been uttered before, uh, ever on ever. the face of the earth. So it's so important that people hear from this one person on a Sunday that they've grown to they're grown big, so they have multi-churches throughout a city or region. And then what happens is that pastor preaches at one of those churches and they live cast it to all the other churches. What? It's <laughs> crazy you don't know this. <laughs> yeah. So you're there, you're church Sunday, you're in it, you're in a church and you're just watching a video of the big main preacher guy as he's preaching to you. And the idea is that, there's all these campuses, and they all just are this one big giant community of churches doing Wait. whatever it is they think that they're doing. So, I've never. That's nuts. That's <laughs> mental. But I love the purity of that from somebody that didn't realize this was happening out in the world. That you're like, what? what? That's mental. Why would anybody do that? Like, I can just if it's, you know, five of these buildings. Yeah. I'm assuming, like you said, like each week the pastor goes to a different one. Yeah. So then I'm assuming they're each trying to make, like, when the pastor's there that week, they're like, we got to make sure we look great. Probably. All these That's, you're getting into the subculture, but yes. I just absolutely. can't even imagine, though, going to, like, church and maybe not knowing and be like, I wonder if today's going to be the week <laughs> that he's going to show up or we're just going to watch him on the television. Yeah. That's like God showing up himself on Sunday. That's just to... so weird. Yeah. And so then those churches or the other churches are watching. Watching a, they watch a video. Not now. Let's not forget that those churches all have a pastoral staff of their own, Oops. and so they're they're got pastors that they're paying to do pastoral work. And sometimes, like every so often, the pa- the actual pastor of that church maybe gets to share oh, on Sunday. It just seems so. It does oh. seem so pricky now that we're talking about it. That's, like, that's way above what if, I was. If talking. I'm the celebrity pastor, that I I'm like, now listen. I know we're paying you. <laughs> I know you're putting in the work as a pastor. But let's just be honest. Nobody wants to listen to you <laughs> preach. They'd rather listen to me. So we're just gonna put me on a big screen preaching on a Sunday, and you do all the dirty work yeah. during the week. Oh my god! I know. I just don't understand at that point why you have a staff, why you have one not just huge building. Yep. 
Wow, I'm I'm a little sad that you had to open my eyes. I'm um, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> I feel like that's gonna be an, another sad side effect of this <laughs> this undertaking is I'm gonna steal some of your innocence. Oh my god, and that doesn't feel right. I want it back. Yeah, yeah. So now we've already established some new some new ways to tell if your pastor's a prick. Yeah, those would be. Bi- I mean, I would feel like it would be hard not to realize that on. Joe, you would think so, but yet the millions of Americans are oh. going to those kind of churches. That's so. You tell me that that's actually an interesting thing. If you go to a mega church, why you're listening to me, I don't know. But if you do, if you happen to stumble across me, and you're listening to us, and you go to a mega church, why? Like, mm. why do you, why would you Genuinely. show up? Yeah, I'm honestly asking. I won't make, Joe and I are making fun of those kind of churches, but I won't make fun of you. I just want to know, like, what is it about that experience that speaks to you? What is it that you like? And again, you're probably not going to be giving me feedback if it's just like you really love the celebrity pastor. It's got to be the show. Got to be. Like, but that seems so weird that there's millions of people that are that in love with a person mm. that they think their words are that important. But don't you think a lot of these, a lot of like these big churches, a lot of it's also the worship? Like Absolutely. Which like actually. Guys, guys like Bethel and other people. A hundred percent. Yeah. It is the show. And that, mm. that is the great thing. That's one of the, the things I put on the first, on my Instagram post when I first talked about prick pastors Mm -hmm. i was like that's one way to know if your pastor's a prick if they think the success of the church is because of their awesome pastoring technique and not the incredible uh gifted cool Mm -hmm. hipster musicians that they hired to be their Mm -hmm. worship team yeah and that that is absolutely one it it is the show Mm -hmm. um so i think there's a combination of of guys that are out there that are smart enough to know that, that the way to build a big church is to have an amazing music program. And yeah. that's, you know, and then the lights and all that stuff. Um, but I think there are also instances where it is one person's personality, their, mm. their charisma. So it's kind of both. And because you also have some of these characters inside the evangelical world where music isn't the main thrust of what they do. And it's just their personality and charisma. Well, I mean, we keep on saying it, but celebrity pastor hits on the head like so well, because think about in general, how we treat celebrities and how so many people are just like, this is a huge, I'm going to just follow them. I'm going to love every movie they're in, every show, every like album they put out. Like Mm -hmm. it makes sense that, Sadly, people are, are going to do that good, to yeah. pastors too. Yeah, when we make somebody a celebrity, we kind of lose any objective um, ability to look at their life, mm. you know. So again, that's that's why pastors end up being able to get away with being a prick because people have given them this place to do no wrong, even when they're obviously doing wrong. Well, then also, like, I would assume because so many people do this with certain celebrities, but then they, they have like this army of people that will defend them. Absolutely. Yeah. 
And that's a great point. That totally happens in a church world mm-hmm. too. Like obviously sometimes people will turn, but yeah. that's whatever. But like there's people that are like, I don't care what reality is. Yeah. This pro- like I'm going to shield and defend yep. this person. And sadly, in, until, and I think this is one way place where, again, we've gotten it so wrong as the church world mm-hmm. in general. But until there's enough damage done, like there's so many people hurt, there's so, and usually what it will be is um, other other people on staff or or other leaders within the church start getting hurt too, and when enough of that has built up, that the dam finally breaks, and then it's like the tides turn, so to speak. Yeah. But for the most part, usually, yeah, there's, there, it's a long time before you can turn. And even now there's guys that have done despicable stuff. Um, s- sexual abuse stuff's probably the easiest to look at, but even in terms of um, laundering money and, you know, misappropriating funds and then also just abusive leadership. And it's, and people will still to this day will refuse to believe those okay. things about mm-hmm. them. So it's, it's crazy to me, the place that again, I, I don't <laughs> without like bringing in a psychiatrist and a, a ton of, you know, people that can psychoanalyze. I, what's wrong with us as Christians till that we keep doing this, mm-hmm. you know, that, and, and that we buy into it in such a mass way. Yeah. Mind boggling. Definitely. And I'm not going to lie. I now really want to get someone like that on here because <laughs> that would just, especially someone that has no maybe full relationship with the Christian world Yeah, and just get whatever their like initial thought process is behind some of that. Oh yeah. there And there's some great stuff out there in terms of like kind of the psychology of people to get sucked into cults and um, celebrity worship and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But we're and we're all prone to it. There's all something mm-hmm. else that kind of wants to be involved in something so much bigger than us. Oh, uh, yeah. But I think as Christians, we are. It's mm-hmm. like the way of love is what we should be involved in. But that, like loving people, caring about people, um, showing people grace, and uh, it's not sexy enough. <laughs> I think, you know, no, it doesn't, true. it doesn't sell. It doesn't, it doesn't get people all stirred up and, mm. um, like really loving your neighbor and, uh, the stuff that Jesus was about. Yeah. Isn't the stuff that gets people excited and to partake in a big show on a Sunday morning. Yeah. No. Oof. Sadly. Sadly. Yeah. Man, that went from being really high mm-hmm. to getting really low really fast. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> God dang. Well, and that, that's the thing. Like, I think you we have to as we're doing this, uh, and that's why I'm happy to be doing this with you, but we have to be able to, on one level, laugh at the ridiculousness of what the church has become. Yeah. Because we can't walk around depressed about it all the time. Like, that's the other side is that it is depressing and it is frustrating and there's so much damage and so much hurt that's been done. And even what we're talking about, pastors that are jerks, like the way pastors have treated people um, is horrible. Yeah. And so I want to be able to laugh and make fun of it. But I also I think it's good for us to be real and be like, yo, there's a real problem here. Yeah. 
this isn't, uh, you know, we it's okay to laugh about it just so that we can be able to actually look at it and hopefully end this, like mm-hmm. stop this behavior. Yeah. No, and that's so, so true. And I think it's one of those things where like, a lot of the quote unquote like good pastors, I guess that's not quote unquote. I'm actually talking about like the good pastors out there. Yeah, a lot of times they're they're the ones doing what we're talking about, which yeah. is living in their community. Yeah, so they're not as focused on everything out like all these terrible mm-hmm. ones that are make in the news or any yeah. stuff. You're dead on. So it's really good to get stuff like this out there mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That's like okay. No, this is not what church is. Yep. This is crazy. This is yeah. nuts. Yeah. Like, this might be worth looking at. There's mm-hmm. other examples here that are good and true examples. Yeah. And you, we have to, as people, outside of people that aren't pastors, I think there's a call out there for you to not want the fake show. Mm-hmm. You know, to at some point, people have to be like, enough is enough. And I know that's happening more now than maybe well not ever before but in a long time but still it's so small like i get on and look at some of the guys that i i people that i really respect and like what they're doing in kind of the deconstruction movement and you know like the the people that are the most popular have like a hundred thousand followers and you get on any of the big church guys and it's millions like millions of people that every time they post like their stuff just (laughs) It's just so depressing. It's like, what in the world? How can there be millions of people that like this? Just nonsense. (laughs) But there are some. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hopefully we can be a place that, that does raise awareness about what really is a good pastor and can be a place that gives people, like the pastor that's out there, just loving his community and walking out the hard parts of relationship with their community. Therefore, uh, the people that are in their church, those are awesome pastors. Yeah. And I think it's, it's worth rehitting like good pastors can have bad days. Absolutely. And that's not what this is all about. Not at all. It's about the bad pastors that have normal days that we're just all used to now. Yes. Thank you. That's a good way of putting it. (laughs) They're normally pricks, and we've all adjusted ourselves to handle that. Yeah. So, story time. Oh. Um, But seriously, there there was a a pastor that I um, served under, whatever that means, Um, and this guy was so moody and... And so, really, I think probably bipolar, but he would just stop talking, like, like mid message. No, not in a okay. message, just relationally. So if he was frustrated or uh, mad or upset or having a bad day, like you'd have a, a meeting with him, let's say, and he, he wouldn't talk at all. What? Yeah, and and. That was an experience that I found out later lots of people had with this person. Like sometimes it would go maybe for weeks where he wouldn't talk to somebody that was on staff with them or and and we all just kind of, you know, I was like, oh, well, you know, he's really emotional and he's he's got some days where he really struggles. But that's pretty prickish behavior. Like you don't have a meeting with somebody and not talk at all. 
Were you ever in one of those meetings? Yes. So did and you just like talk or what do you do? Do you just sit there? So I think often, t- well, sometimes I think that's, a man- and at times for this person, it was a man- manipulation tactic, mm-hmm. you know, for, for the person. Um, and again, this is the pastor. So why they're putting people in this place of being like, what's wrong with you? And how can I support you more? And what do you need? And what, you know, and so it was like this manipulative, manipulative way of, getting people to be more tuned in to his needs. Um, for me though, I got to a place where I was like, no, I'm not playing this game with it. And we had gotten, um, you know, he, he became like a friend to me on some level. So I think some of that, the aura of like, Ooh, this is like, um, this guy that I, worship or having yeah. too high of a place somewhere along the line that changed for me. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, no, I'm, not, I'm just not going to talk. So yeah. I remember a couple times like being in, <laughs> being in the car. Cause that was the other thing that he liked to do is he liked to like have meetings in the car. So you drive around. Okay. So that's pretty freaky when somebody won't talk to you and you're just in driving around in a car and you're like, is he taking me somewhere oh, to kill me? I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> But then I got to a place where I just sit there and literally sit in silence for an hour and then get back to the church and just be like, okay, that's so weird. (laughs) Yeah. It's really weird. Oh, but again, that I didn't know at the time, but then that is an experience that multiple people had. And it's just like, what we're just all excusing this behavior. And it's not, it's a behavior that any of us would have got called out for. Yeah. Uh, by the same person. I can't even imagine. Like, <laughs> I would have been the most awkward person. It, it, yeah, you probably would have really struggled with it. Oh, you would have just been cracking one-liners oh, the yeah. whole time. <laughs> no one would be saying anything. Yeah. I would just be like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that would be, that's that's a little, a little prickish. Yeah, definitely, um, right? Yep. <laughs> I almost got. I don't know where we're going with as far as how PG this can go, but I was. Oh, I, there is no. Okay, we're perfect. anywhere you okay, want to go. Okay, we're good. I was just almost going to use different wording, and I was like, I don't know if that's feel free to let it fly, Joe. It's but, a safe space. Ah, oh, thanks. It's not like there's. This is going to be on the internet for a long time, if not forever. So yeah, anyone that's true. Can listen to it. Mm-hmm. So, okay, it's okay. Yeah. No, that would that that would definitely be. Mm-hmm. But, I guess. I don't know how much I want to, and we got a little bit more time. This isn't maybe necessarily to being a, a prick as a pastor as much as do you think, cause you were talking about there could, there's definitely some bipolar there. Mm-hmm. Do you, <laughs> I feel like that's a really common thing I'm hearing. And a lot of like which that pastors are bipolar. There's a lot of like bipolar pastors mm-hmm. or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Do you do you think that's like just a you know as like a real reality? And mm-hmm. you know, as Christians, we're like, yeah, they're just really sensitive to the spirit, yeah. or you know, things like that. Um. Oh, keep going. Well, I, was just, I guess I was thinking if we do that in other kind of like mental disorder things. Well, I know we do that in general, like the church can do that. Yeah. But just as leaders, like there could be some serious things potentially like that they could need help. They need help with here. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think, um, gosh, that's a big subject. Like we should really probably have uh, Dr. Nick on um, sometime to talk about some of this aspect with. But I think 
there's two issues there. One is the church's avoidance of mental health issues for so long. Mm. Um, the church was not a safe place. And, and again, I'm talking church universal, not and probably more so the evangelical church. Um, I'm, I know there's some good churches out there that have addressed this well. Uh, but they're few and far between. So for a long time, mental illness was not something that the church wanted to look at, wanted to address. Uh, we were way more comfortable, like calling it demons and trying to cast it out of people or yeah, whatever. What's, uh, what's it called? Rebuking? No, is it rebuking? Rebuking what's the spirit. Like going through, yeah, like exorcisms and things like yeah. that. Deliverance. Deliverance. Yeah. That's what I was thinking yeah. of. Okay. So we're way more comfortable doing that, which seems weird that we'd be more comfortable with that than we would be with actually addressing mental health and um, d- dealing with it through counseling or through medication. Um, just like praying for people about it. Like, yeah, like just being so there. Yeah. Um, and I, I think too, at that this pastor specifically, even if that would have been some, like he would have been very served by some medication, by some counseling, by some help. But I, I honestly maybe in his defense, there wasn't, there wasn't no place for that. Like that just wasn't how the church functioned in that Mm -hmm. day and age just didn't function that way. So I think you absolutely, just like you do in any sphere of life, you have all sorts of people, you know, people are afflicted with all sorts of mental illnesses. Um, and if you're not addressing that, there's going to be problems. The second part of your question is kind of like, does ministry draw people with mental illness? <laughs> and <laughs> I'm not, I, we're laughing about that, but I think in some ways it, it does. You know, yeah. I think in some ways ministry draws people that are kind of bipolar and they, so um, especially people that can function at a high for a while before they crash. Uh, I think a lot of people that get into ministry are that way because they can produce, produce, produce and kind of function mm. at this super high level. And then they just tank for weeks and sometimes really, really bad. But if they can keep those times that they're high, high, high to tanking wide or keep them hidden, you yeah. know, then they can really rise. Not to mention that, especially when we're talking about celebrity pastors, there there is a draw, I think, I hate saying this since I am a pastor, but for narcissists to be be intrigued with ministry, you know, when it becomes about you and it's all about everybody's focused on you and serving you and caring about your vision and what you say. And you go down the Mm -hmm. list of especially where mega churches and celebrity pastors are kind of going. um, That's kind of breeding ground for narcissism. Yeah. Oh, no, 100%. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I've, <laughs> I hope I'm not one. No, I was about to say, you're really digging yourself a hole here. As your younger brother's sitting here going, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. he's looking right at me being like, uh-huh, yeah, you, mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think that's the sad reality is that it does. And and the that's why we need to get back to walking things out as community where pastors aren't a special breed of people. Mm. They're just humans that struggle and have good days and bad days. And, um, we're walking out life together. Yeah. So, well, even a few weeks ago, you were talking about this on a Sunday, but like a church should function very similar to how hospitals are like, this should Mm. be a place for the broken and the hurting. Yeah. 
Um, so I think that, I mean, that makes sense that that would happen. Like with, that doesn't exclude pastors. That doesn't exclude people in like leadership roles. Like that's, we can't just expect that like hurting and like Mm -hmm. that needs healing to just be in the congregation. Yeah. That's a good point, Joe. And I think sometimes what we've done in the church world is be like, well, we all have moments of hurting and then we should graduate to us to a level where we're like perfect. Yeah. And yes, we should grow and mature, absolutely. But we're in our life, we're constantly going to cycle through seasons of struggle and hurt and pain and brokenness and need love and care and support. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have other seasons where we're, you know, kind of feeling like we're doing good and everything's going okay. And we yeah. still need people in those seasons. Mm-hmm. But well, yeah. yeah, I can't think of just in my own life how many times something. Like that, I feel like I've conquered this. Yeah, I'm totally good. And a few years later, it just hits again. I'm like, whoa, yeah, nope, that's, another level. Yeah, yeah. So that's a great point. Yeah, I don't think that's something we can graduate from. No, we don't. And yet again, what do we set the precedent for in our church world? Is that we want our leaders to be people that have figured out everything. Mm-hmm. And so like, the whole system is broken from the sense of like, if that's the system the pastor's entering where they have to be like the perfect examples of what a Christian is, um, it doesn't give any room for being real and engaging and struggling and being honest when you're, when you are being, you know, making a mistake when you are being a prick it doesn't give any room to be like oh i'm sorry yeah because if i have to say i'm sorry then now you know that's the whole thing starts falling apart Mm. well man that was that was an episode two if i ever heard one there we go not part two yeah part two part two two of is your pastor a prick i feel like we gave people enough like ammunition or enough like okay this is maybe things that they're going with Mm -hmm. in this series that they could even send us some more stuff yes please yeah i would love Mm -hmm. to have serious or funny um if you've got some good just one-liners of is your your pastor's a prick if yeah send those in but really more seriously if you just need somebody to talk to because you're stuck in a place of maybe you're one of the first people starting to question the show question somebody's um leadership ability or the way that they're hurting people or damaging people please reach out to us dm us email us whatever so that we can talk with you and encourage you and just be somebody that's there to be like yeah that's that's a prick move Mm -hmm. and needs to be addressed yeah and i mean like which very much goes into these it can even be like is this a, a yes. thing? Like, if you're not quite sure, yeah, that, those can be light and funny. Or mm-hmm. you might send that to one of us, and we might be like, "You need to get out." Yeah, like, absolutely. Because we can, we can all get blinded, and that's not a mm-hmm. terrible thing to admit. No, not at all. So yeah, we just we message us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Still the best way yep. to get to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a site. We're going to get on other platforms as well, but that's still a direct message that we will happily get. Yeah. If you want to go, the, you know, you're willing to write a huge memo or a mm-hmm. book, go ahead and send us an email. <laughs> that might be better for that form. Yeah. But if you want direct cu- communication, Instagram is the way to go. Yep. Awesome. We will see you guys next week. Yes, we will. And don't forget to follow us, like us, give us reviews, all that kind of stuff. Tell your friends about us. Uh, Help us get the word out. I knew I was forgetting something. (laughs) It's all right. (laughs) 